I'm Nico. And this is Marcus. Welcome to Porch Talk. Porch Talk. Episode, episode four. four. You got it, man. You hey. got it, man. Yeah. Can't believe this is our second episode this week. Yeah, uh, we're really picking it up. Hopefully. Hopefully we continue can continue picking up it up, you know? Mm. It'd be nice if we could do like a Sunday, Wednesday thing. Or something Sun- something like where we Sunday, offset Wednesday. it. Okay, yeah, we could do that. Mm-hmm. We'll have to re- figure out days to record then, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's been up in your world? Uh, lately, just uh, taking care of business, you know. Uh, classes are in full swing. Uh, club stuff going through. Um, what's been going on being, with the club? I mean, uh, we just had a handful of events. Um, well, also understand I'm a part of two clubs, really. Uh, one is uh, ABBS, Association of Black Business Students. And then the main one that I'm, I'm you know, more more of my time at least is devoted to is entrepreneurship club and th- that's where we're starting the business okay. uh so that's like the, the main thing i'm involved in yeah yeah uh but yeah we just had our first abbs meeting um what we did is we wanted to get all the business uh clubs together so all the clubs in the business college together have like a little meet and greet mixer type thing uh it went really really well um but it didn't last too long but everybody got every everybody's contact info so <coughs> it was really nice it was really nice. And I heard you're trying to switch your diet back up as well, right? I'm uh I'm just trying to fi- I'm just trying to figure out what is right for me that I know I'll stick to and that I know I'll eat every day, but that's also really healthy and that won't kill me, you know, before I'm you know, too far along in life. All right. So what what were you on before you started making the switch again, you know? I'd done keto for a while. Um, uh, for those who don't know what keto is, can you explain it? Okay, so the ketogenic diet, uh, as I understand it, which is probably like a fairly like elementary level of understanding, but it's essentially a diet where you attempt to switch your body's main source of fuel uh, from carbohydrates to fat. Uh, you the, the, the adage is you turn your body into a fat-burning machine, and you, you just rip it up. You kill it. Um, exercise is a good part of this diet as well as it helps rev up that whole you know liver ketone generating engine system um like i said it's pretty elementary so i don't know all the specifics but generally speaking you just cut your carbs down next to nothing um make sure your diet is mainly consisting of uh good fats Uh, animal fats are great for you too but you want to balance it out with a lot of vegetable fats um avocado is a great thing for this diet um, and then also protein uh, to pick up that gap. Otherwise, you'll you start to waste away a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then all the carbs that you're taking in, which there's two schools that I've seen. Some people say uh, don't let it exceed 5, um, 5% of your total diet. Um, and then there's other folks that say 25 grams max carbs for the yeah, whole day. Yeah, I've, I've heard that 20 to 25 is like the limit mm-hmm. before you start going out of ketosis. Right, right. Um, and it's weird. I've seen like both schools of thought. Like I've, I've read, uh, one particular cookbook and at the beginning they, they say this and at a, the beginning of another one, they said, Oh, it's all about the proportions, it's all about the percentage. Like you literally could eat a bowl of cereal if you wanted, but <laughs> it's about how much fat you're taking in, how much movement you're getting in, in your day too. Of course they said there's a limit to the total amount of carbs, of course, but, um, uh, that's only because they say, well, you just can't move enough to, you know, burn that much energy and, you know, that's that's really what the issue is. The issue is your carb intake rather okay. than um, 
the total amount of carb intake. It's so, just... so how are you feeling on the keto keto diet? Well, uh, I wake up ready to go every day. Um, I don't know. I I have I do feel like I have more energy. I do feel like you know as the day goes goes by, I'm you really... have like a steady supply of it. Yeah, yeah. That that's really what it is. Um, it's very steady. Um, I work pretty well. Doesn't matter what routine I'm I'm doing. Uh, nothing really seems to get in the way of that. As long as I get my exercise in, um, the day, I think at least if I get my exercise in the day before, I'm good. If I don't exercise the day before and I'm still like eating, you know, high fat and everything, then I feel like sluggish and I feel like I just want to lounge around all day. (laughs) It's really weird. It's really weird. But, um, I don't know. I guess that's generally it. Uh, towards the end of the night, I do get pretty tired though, but that's, that's, that's it really. Yeah. Have you noticed any cognitive benefits? Uh, like clearer thoughts, sharper mind. Y- yes, and in fact, ever since I started this diet, I've become a genius. I've I've registered for Mensa. My IQ level has skyrocketed. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's one thing I, I saw. Like a lot of people talk about. Yeah, uh, I mean, the when I, benefits. When I, I did the ketogenic diet, I did it after I did a three day fast. I went just straight into the ketogenic diet, mm-hmm. and the first thing I noticed was the cognitive benefits. I felt like my mind was just way sharper than it ever was hmm. granted with that and the like steady supply of energy like you were saying mm-hmm. at the gym i felt like i i lost a lot of performance which mm-hmm. is which makes sense because that carbo the carbohydrates help you generate more energy quicker hmm. but it's just a not not as efficient as a fuel source as fat is for the long term hmm. so that was one thing that I didn't really like was the lo- the loss of power that I had in the gym. But other than that, I, I think that's a really, really good diet to to go with. Granted, the best diet for someone is whatever works for them. Mm-hmm. I didn't on I didn't work well with the ketogenic diet in a lot of other ways. I've like my sleep started messing up every oh, once in a while. Yeah. And that was one thing that really really turned me off from the ketogenic diet but there's some people that just live by the ketogenic diet and Mm -hmm. i mean if it works for them it works for them i i do more of just a a light carb type of diet i I wouldn't i wouldn't say i'm in ketosis at all Mm -hmm. but my carbs are generally lower but i still have those carbs before i go to the gym so i can get that get that power output that i really wanted I you see. Know. I see. I don't know. That's interesting. Like, diet is one of those things. I guess kind of similar to finance, or similar to like a lot of these. Like, I, what I would definitely say are like fairly important things that that happen in your life. Like, you know, you you you're going to have a sum total of money that you're going to have accumulated through your life. You're gonna gonna be eating every day and living through those days. And you know, I, I feel like nobody ever really. T- that's one of those things that people don't really get taught too oh, much about yeah. it, you know that's something but it's weird because there's also like a lot of talk about it you know what i mean like you're you're at every grocery store checkout line and there's like a million tabloids and they're talking about ooh the new diet craze or whatever yeah and the the, fir- the big uh craze going around is the carnivore diet right now and that's a all meat diet that's nothing insane. else yeah there's there's this guy that yeah was literally allergic to every type of food but red meat 
and he made this carnivore diet and apparently it's like the big thing now but yeah yeah i've heard i've heard they just eat like red meat and then uh like organs like the the, the livers and like yeah, those, yeah. those parts to get a lot of the vitamins you still need yeah it's it's literally 100 percent protein diet that's i i don't see that being a long-term diet though mm -hmm. just because you're missing out on so many micronutrients right, right that you find in vegetables and I, I just can't see it working for more than a couple months. Maybe if you're literally allergic to every food but uh, some type of protein, then mm -hmm. maybe. But I just I can't can't see it happening. <laughs> now, this is just a theory. Uh, maybe it's actually just conjecture. But as I understand it, uh, you know, when you have that sort of reaction to a certain type of food. Uh, could it be what they uh, what they call like a like an algae bloom type type of situation? You're all right. So from my understanding, yeah, if you have like a reaction to food, your body has become intolerant to the food that you ate, and that's due to inflammation in the gut. Uh huh. There are ways to combat against the inflammation in the gut, uh, like resetting your gut microbiome through drinking kombucha, uh, fasting yeah. for a couple days, but. I don't once you are intolerant to a food it's really hard to become the opposite of intolerant to food you know what, what does that even mean like intolerant to a food you know lactose intolerance yeah yeah, yeah. your body your body thinks it's like a foreign invader and it rejects it and oh and it, that's why you say allergy cause it's yes, like yeah it's like okay. you're allergic to the food yeah so it's like me you know, I don't know drinking a cat or something yeah but, well, well <laughs> it it Sort of. <laughs> you know no, what I mean. That meant. was a bad I analogy. I didn't mean. It's like me drinking a glass of pollen or something. There yeah. you go. I yeah. understand. I understand. Your body rejects it and and it just causes a bunch of inflammation in your stomach. <laughs> yeah, because I'm drinking actually drinking a cat. <laughs> drinking a cat. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had the bad analogy last episode, but you got it this episode, buddy. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say last episode? I, I don't, don't remember. remember. Something about. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was a bad analogy. <laughs> anyway, but I, I've found that I'm intolerant to, of course, milk. And also, some types of bread, like white bread, I'm intolerant to. Really? Yeah. It just, my body can't handle it, I guess. But there are some people who can literally eat anything and everything. Mm -hmm. But for long, in, in the long term, that won't, that won't stand. One thing that I'm... When it comes to like I don't know picking a diet, um, one thing that I always try to look up or research a bit is uh, what can the diet do to reduce um, reflux or any kind of like uh, upper respiratory inflammation or anything like that. Because that's something that um, I notice both on both types of diet. You know the typical American diet. You know with a trash I'd say food. Fa yeah trash food <laughs> fairly, fairly carb heavy, definitely carb heavy. If if not fifty percent, definitely more. Um, uh, I noticed that on that diet and then also on keto too, um, particularly the days when I noticed that I was taking in more animal fat than uh, vegetable fat, I, I got I got a decent amount of I mean not a decent amount but I got I got reflux sometimes and uh, really yeah yeah it, it, reflux is an inflammation uh, inflammation as well as like uh, actual um, oh, stomach like, acid stuff okay too. yeah it was weird well the inflammation side of things carbs produce inflammation in your body mm -hmm. so the lower carbs you have the less inflamed you could be mm -hmm. granted 
then again, if you're eating things that you may be intolerant to, that will also inflame your inflame your stomach right. and just cause inflammation in general, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you just got to – I would – for you, I'd, I'd try and do an elimination diet. Just stick with whole natural foods that you know you're – you are for sure not intolerant to. Okay. And then – once you have that baseline, then you one at a time start adding things to see if you're intolerant to them, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's the best thing I think anybody could do if they feel they're intolerant to something. Got you. Okay. Okay. Dang, man. Thanks. Thanks for kicking me this knowledge. Hey, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing. That's, that's my forte is fitness and health for the most part. I'm trying to get down the insurance. That's good. You're going to outlive us all. <laughs> our our family's going to need our life insurance. Yeah. You're, you're going to really? be the last one standing. <laughs> <laughs> really, though. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, diet is, is it's, it's one of those things. It's a key component of your life. Like, if you're, if you're, go, if you're aiming to be, like, a well-rounded, complete person, uh, at least in uh, – at least in terms of just your health, your uh, your fitness, in terms of, like you said, even with the keto diet, uh, sometimes your performance, you know, in your job, diet is a diet's a very important thing, and we don't. There's a lot of breaking like news in the science world when it comes to, you know, learning what what you're putting in your body, like what direct af- um, effect that has on your output, you know. And I think that that's really crazy that we're all just we're just discovering a lot of this now. Yeah. Um. When it comes to overall health, mm. the two things people neglect the most is nutrition and even spiritual health because spiritual health is a big, big part of health in general. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm on this path of finding my spiritual health, you know. I'm Catholic from birth, but I'm still trying to figure out my own my own views on things. And that's really I've noticed since I've really, I've really wanted to get a Bible and start reading the Bible, mm-hmm. but ever since I've been thinking about it in depth, there are a lot of key components that I've, I feel that I'm missing in my life. Yeah, I definitely know that feeling. Um, I've been in a similar place for a while. Um, let's see, it's probably like 17, maybe 18, when I really started to, you know, feel this sort of yearning to, you know, once to get to back to a church or some kind. Uh, I left my family. We kind of left our church when I was very, very young. I got a lot of the, let's say, fundamentals uh, of sorts, you know, when it comes to Christianity that I, that I understand. But uh, like nothing on a nothing on like a higher, you know, more adult level. So I I went up been on a bit of a journey for you know, like at least three years now, almost actually four years now. Yeah, four years now uh, trying to really you know, discover my faith, uh, rediscover the faith, um, or at least explore, explore it, maybe even explore others. And it's, it's been fun. It's been a ride. And, um, I don't know, we could talk about that more if you want, but, uh, I've, I've really loved it. I've really, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. I've, I've visited a couple churches, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the recent past. I've actually, I, I have a buddy who's Jewish and I've, I went to one of their, 
At the synagogue? Yeah, yeah, one of their ceremonies. It was pretty it was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I've also been to a what's it? The it's like the new Christianity where they have like the bands up front. Uh the this the non denominational type, yeah. type like hodgepodge type mm-hmm. church. Yeah, yeah. Th- I thought that was a really a really good uh good religious experience from like a teenage standpoint. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of teenagers would really really get into that type of religion one thing that i've noticed uh and it kind of ties into that a bit um is that religion or at least particularly christianity has kind of become like a political thing i, I know, know. i'm i think once i find my my beliefs yeah. i don't think i'm gonna go to an organized religion like religious group you know mm. just because a lot of it's just politics from what i've like scene yeah yeah i and i um i mean you know there are a lot of there's a lot of i guess evidence throughout history of like a lot of a lot of things stemming like a lot of political things stemming from religion but it's really weird i I really feel like it's like a modern thing like i don't know maybe the past 20 or so odd years of just people really treating like you know, God has either like a club to beat people with. Oh, you're gonna vote the way I vote because this is God, or or the vice versa. Like, oh, religion is so bad. You better vote against those religious nuts over there. You know? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I really hate when stuff like that gets sucked into politics. Yeah, I'm. I'm just not big in what politics have has become in general. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a bunch of annoying people yelling back and forth at each other the nastier it gets and like the hotter the the dial gets turned up all the all that happens is just all the good people leave mm-hmm. and then suddenly uh, politics is just a a big basket eh, more like a dumpster of just the flaming idiots on, <laughs> on each of the radical edges just yelling at each other it's just like you said man it's just a mess but uh there's a lot of things that need to change and the political parties before oh, I start even paying attention to them. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> this is actually a little funny thing I, I want to tell you. I, uh, around the time it came, you know, for the election, um, 2016, uh, I kind of had like a whole, I don't know, I, I almost want to say like revelation about like, you know, everything going on in the political world. I had been like a huge Bernie Sanders supporter. Um, I actually campaigned for him here in Ohio, uh, which is crazy. Um, it was awesome. I loved the experience, but as I saw that he wasn't going to be winning the state, and then eventually once all the stuff started coming about, about like, oh, the, the secret stuff going on behind the closed doors of the DNC, um, I just lost interest in, in pol- politics, or at least political parties in general. But the really interesting thing that I want to talk about is I thought that it would be really, really cool to just support a third-party candidate and oh, like just yeah. really just throw a wrench in it and just like try to, like, oh, don't like Bur- or don't like Hillary, don't like Trump. Well, good reason to vote third-party. Like, I really just wanted to, <laughs> I don't know, I really just wanted to smash the system. <laughs> so I, uh, I got into that, and um, <laughs> I don't know. One of the things I noticed is we're talking about religion and politics. One of the things that I ran into is uh, a lot of people who are super into really like clean eating and vegan eating especially they also seem to have a bit of a political tinge to them as well you know they're always like like 
associated with like the green party or you know left wing stuff Mm -hmm. and i think that that's also like a like a hilarious thing i don't know why like what what does that have to do with anything yeah you know what i mean yeah but then then i kind of get it it's like the image of like the I don't know, red meat eating, oh, give me a big old steak. Conservative is like the opposite of the, oh, I'll take a low-fat vegan salad or something. I don't even know. <laughs> Speaking of vegans, but yeah, there's this uh, story going around on the news probably a couple months ago. These vegans were pro- protesting this, uh, this uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. So the owner of the restaurant buys a whole cow, and he starts butchering it in the window in front of the vegans. No. Yeah, the vegans watch this man butcher a, a cow. <laughs> it was so funny. I think that was the best way to come back at these vegans. It was I I it was probably five months ago though that happened. But yeah. when I saw it, I was just dying. <laughs> Oh man, oh that that's one of those things where you're just like, yeah, stick it to them. I don't know. Honestly, though, that was nice. That was yeah. the best way to get back at someone because they're apparently those vegan protesters were getting super like, uh, super. I don't know. Violent. There violent? we go. God, I can't think of words. Oh jeez. Super yeah. violent with like the people walking into the restaurant yeah. to eat. They yeah. were calling. They were t- saying that they would go to hell and yeah. they need to go kill themselves. I'm like, Jesus. I-, I get that. I get that you think it's morally wrong to kill animals to eat, but in the same in the same sense, you're probably walking around with some fur coat on, some alligator purse. Mm, it's it, no. it's kind of hypocritical. Well, well, hold on. I think you're thinking of vegetarians. The the vegans. Oh the yeah, vegans, that's true. Their their, no. their whole thing is like no animal you're products right. at all. I'm pretty. You're sure. right. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. You got but, me. Right. Um, well, the issue I at least have with vegans is that it's like, okay, okay. So your 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 whole thing is that like animals have souls or whatever. Okay, and it's it's immoral to do that. If you're going to like go out and make that claim, like what do you have to back it up? And if and if you can just make claims that you don't have to back up, well, I can just say, well, plants have souls too. Plants are alive. Yeah. Plants are alive. Like, look it up in a biology textbook. They're alive. How do you know that they're not like screaming to death when you're, I don't know. Think about green beans. What are those little beans? Those are those are the seeds. Those mm-hmm. are the children. You're eating green bean children. How do you feel about that? You know, like. Yeah. Like I I, I don't get it. I mean. Actually, I do get it. What it is is animals are kind of cute sometimes. Yeah, you can look at sure. their little eyes and they're furry and they, you know, they're they're very human like at least. Um, and then that's what it is really. But I don't know. I think they just take it too far. I think that they don't like if you don't if you don't think it's okay to eat people or animals. Well, not not people. If you don't think it's okay to eat animals, you kind of like very disrespectful of where we came from as humans. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We we were hunter gatherers. Like that, like eating and tracking animals. Yeah, I was is about to like say we tracked animals part. for miles. That's how we survived the that ice is age. Literally, how we survived. Like at at one point in time during the ice age, um, human numbers got like in terms of our total population, they got so low. Um, some estimates put it in the low thousands, and some even put it in the high hundreds. 
um, term, in terms of the, the total amount of human, Homo sapiens living on Earth. Like, it got really bad during a certain period of time uh, during the Ice Age. And um, it's specifically because we tracked the large groups of uh, large animals or mammals like the uh, woolly mammoth in particular. Like the Native Americans that were able to follow the woolly mammoth mm-hmm. into uh, North America. Oh my good God, once the ice started to recede and everything, they just had this massive boon, two untouched continents. It's it's specifically because of that and, and you know those things that our ancestors did that we were even able to survive this long. We probably would have oh, been yeah, dead and gone sure. if people thought like you did. 100%. Didn't want to eat no animals. On the, on the topic of meat and food, I have this app on my phone that's like a marketplace for all organic non-gmo foods called thrive market thrive market yeah it's and it it's competitive to like the non-organic food prices so oh. it's it's a really cheap food uh marketplace and they send it right to your door oh okay yeah yeah yeah. i'll That's let really you cool. look at it here after right now i don't care yeah look at this right now this is like cool stuff yeah man. they have like a bunch of products they have like a bunch of containers of like meat they have like seafood meat yeah uh even like home care products that are all natural so you don't have to get all that chemicals like they have shampoo they have cleaning soap it's really cool yeah i see a bunch of meat fish nuts uh coconut milk vegetables fruits yeah yeah they got good stuff here spices scary to think that you have to go out of your way to get organic spices like what are they doing putting sugar in and spices i don't know but that's cool. it's just i think the spices are just heavily processed you know yeah yeah that's definitely true a lot of oils a lot of uh stuff like that coconut milk yeah after i pay this fat ass speeding ticket that i got boy I, i'm gonna buy some food off a of thread market yeah i see this uh clean laundry soap with sea salt in it. Oh, that's interesting. Zesty Thai mushroom jerky. Whoa. I got to try some of this stuff out, man. Oh, they have, like, these protein pancakes, too, that are super good. Yeah, you know what? Uh, my mom actually bought a box of uh, this pancake mix, uh, what, about, like, a week ago or so. Um, and They were the protein pancakes. She made them. She was whipping them up. It's, like, super thick, super good. You cook them up. It tastes just like regular pancakes, oh, yeah. same texture, same everything, but they like were so much more filling. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, really I could only eat one or two of the yeah, man. protein pancakes. Yeah, my mom she makes them big, so I could only eat one. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I was I was done. Oh my god, they were so good though. Oh yeah, so good. I make my pancakes small, but my dad makes them like the whole size of the stinking pan. <laughs> and he can flip pancakes too. It's really cool. Yeah, he's he get he can get some height on it. That takes practice. Oh, yeah. Too many times you messed up, though. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. uh... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You're good. What else is on your mind today, Nick? Got anything? Well, tomorrow, my buddy Ryan comes home from Bowling Green. I'm going to go. Yeah, BGSU. And we're going to go shoot my bow tomorrow. Ooh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. I just bought a couple more arrows for my recurve. Hmm. So we don't have to so we don't have to share arrows. Hopefully they're the right size though. I just sort of went in and started buying shit. <laughs> so and plus I got like the really 
dinky ones that'll probably break the first couple rounds I shoot. Oh man. I know. I should have invested in the hunting arrows, but I didn't. Hmm. Sadly. Hopefully the boy scouts aren't there again. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. That was too many people. It was way too many. There were like what 30, 30 plus kids there. Oh my gosh. Handful of adults managing them all. And then there were like a bunch of kids who weren't even like in the Boy Scouts. They were just there because their like mom and dad probably just had to bring them along or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought was yeah. hilarious. It was just this little kid wearing a blue shirt, just like running around, looking looking his lollipop. He wasn't even <laughs> no cares in the world. Oh man, I miss those days. Yeah, so do I. But and sadly, I can't go to this insurance meeting on s- Saturday. So. Mm. I got to watch good old Caden. Me and him are going to spend the day together. Okay. I got to figure out what the weather is. We might go out and do something pretty fun. I heard it's going to still be warm but beautiful. Really? It's going to be the last weekend. Is it going to be hot, though? That's the thing. Yeah, I heard 80s, so I don't know. 80s? Damn, that's way too hot. I don't know, man. But what are your plans for the weekend? work um i'm gonna i'm actually gonna be going to uh my girlfriend's church for the first time um i've been we've been trying to set it up for a long time but uh i think now is gonna this this weekend is gonna be the first one where like it lines up perfectly for the both of us um so yeah that's gonna be happening sunday morning i'm probably gonna hang out a little bit after that um but yeah yeah it's gonna be my first experience of like a normal catholic church mass Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's Catholic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Her family's Catholic. Um. So yeah, it's gonna be my first experience at Catholic church mass. I've been to like Catholic funerals before, um. But that's you know entirely different. And I, you know, I always want to give everything a fair shake. Um. I've tried a number of different types of church and a number of different denominations, but never Catholic. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I grew up on the Catholic church, so I think you'll enjoy it for what it's worth again again organized organized religious places i i just can't i can't handle it anymore talk to me about that what what, what exactly just, is it i i think they're starting to be too political and i think they're starting to spread the wrong message about things you know mm. i just i don't know i feel like if i if God truly loves me, I don't need to go to church and I can just pray to him if if and when every night, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, there is um and uh, I've talked with my my parents about this before. Um my mom always said, you know, it talks about this in the Bible too. A church is simply a gathering of people who are like-minded in their faith of God. That's all that a church is. It technically isn't even a building. Um, that's like a later, like a later construct. That the idea of like a church being a building, you know, with a thing with a big old steeple and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's like a whole different thing. Um, now, I don't know. Like, yeah, that, that's really what the point of a church is. You just need to find people who are like-minded, like you. If, if you believe in the sort of how should i put it in this day and age we have so much more information so much more uh, technology at our fingertips to be able to learn and read like you can you can listen to the whole bible you don't even have to read it you can have somebody on audible just read the whole freaking thing to yeah. you you know 
so like that, that that we're in like a radically different world than we than we were when you know it was written and everything. So back in the day, you know, you were a farm, you were farmer Bob, and you know everybody else at the church was you know various other types of farmers, and they all had their specialized thing. No one actually read the Bible. No one actually knew. So like they had to have a sort of preacher or some kind of quote unquote you know shepherd to lead the flock. You know, in the in the biblical uh, language. And I really think that that's what. That's where the whole church organization, uh, you know, papal ranks and everything like that, and the cardinals and the regents or whatever. I don't even know all the all the stations in the Catholic Church, but that's where all that came from. The fact that uh, oh, it's just hard for Farmer Bob to learn Latin when he's living, you know, on the coast of Scotland, and and then also, you know, read thousands and thousands of pages of a book that was written a couple thousand years ago. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it just matters that they, they the people you're with agree with you. If you want to be with people, if you don't, then yeah, it's all about that relationship between you and the Lord. At least that's that's just my take. That's yeah, a little wordy, I, but <laughs> yeah, I completely get what you're saying too. So I, again, I just I don't think I'm gonna go back to a organized religion at all. Mm-hmm. I think I might. I still haven't quite made up my mind. Yeah, but. I mean that's not a bad thing. Definitely good for you. It's you're figuring out your ways. It's okay. it's just I feel like where I'm at currently, that's that's the move. Yeah, that, that that's great for you. What I'm really trying to do is I have I'm having this idea and I want to bounce it off you. I just want to oh, see what yeah. you think about it. Uh, I imagine that one day I might find uh. I might find a, a nice place with a with a decent community around it um, that I think you know myself, my wife, my kids, we might be able to grow up and be a part of that community. Um, I think that that's an important thing for everybody to have. But the one thing that I'm trying to decide on here, this is what I want to kick off at you, is what is that community going to be built around? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that it can be built around that I think is a great choice is a church yeah but i mean i talk to a lot of great people people that i love like yourself that keep telling me things like well i don't really know if that's the move for me you know what i mean so i just want to suggest i just want to ask you this if not a church what ought you know i i try to base that around i think you should base it around being just kind to one another i think building a tight-knit community involves a lot of kindness and uh kindness compassion and just the ability to cooperate with each other so right right just having that kind attitude to people and knowing that people will be there to help if you need help mm-hmm. i think that's the two things that would help build the community cooperate on what because I can imagine, like, you know, running into different well, families in a church and working on different, like, organ- organizational things like that. But but what am I going to cooperate with other people on in, well, in this general not, society? I guess not cooperate, but be being willing to help people and to be open to other ideas. Mm-hmm. Just because everybody's going to have some different opinion than you, whether it be religion, whether it be who's the best basketball team, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're open, open-minded open enough to say, hey, this is my view, but maybe 
it's not the not the best view. Maybe there someone can convince me otherwise. Right, right. Having that open mindedness to everything really helps build that community. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that you're not gonna hurt my feelings if we go get through a little disagreement and yeah, I'm trying yeah. to tell you, well, here's my viewpoint mm-hmm. on on this situation, you know? Yeah, yeah. You can't, yeah, you can't um, just be butthurt. Cause yeah, you can't take it to heart. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I own you. What What the <laughs> heck? What do you think you're talking like, about over here? It's like, you don't like the ketogenic diet? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Get out of here. What the hell? Man, I think that was the first cus- the first two customers I had this this podcast. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting better. <laughs> I don't really care, though. <laughs> nah, yeah. And that's the point of this. You be you, Nico. Yeah, that's uh, the point of this, I'm going to be me no matter what. Definitely. And that's what I like to hear. I don't know. I, I just uh, – that's one thing that um I – the one thing that gives me any kind of anxiety uh, when it comes to, to having a family or, you know, kids and, and things of that nature is I can control to some extent what goes on in my house. Like, like – like maximal extent, I can control what goes on in my house. You know, uh, so the fifty percent of that is me. The other fifty percent is gonna be my wife. Um, then there's you know the wider community. The second my kids are leaving my house, whether it's you know playing in the neighborhood, that percent of control just goes down. But they go out to school, that percent of control goes down. And I want to make sure that they're in an environment that is conducive to creating good people. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I think I think that's true to some extent, but y- like you said, you control f- from the for the most part how they are grown up, right? Yeah, yeah, so definitely within the house, yeah. I think in the first years of them growing before they actually start going out and learning new things, I think it's up to you to set that base to where even if it's not the best community. I mean, like Northmont, it's not the best community. It could be better. It could be better. There are people people doing drugs every once in a while around school. It doesn't matter. All the time, right? All the time. But, and like you and I, we, we have been, we've had a really good foundation of morality and what we believe is right. That even when we go out in that community and people are like, oh, you want to smoke weed or, hey, you want to go do this illegal stuff, we we have that foundation to be like, no, it's okay. I, I, I In my opinion, I, I don't think that's the right thing for me. Right, right. Uh, it's funny because all the psychologists, I, I think it's a, just a thing that they talk about in human development. <laughs> by the time uh by the time you hit the age of four they tend to say like everything regarding morality is kind of like just ingrained in you so yeah you're definitely right about that and I, I guess maybe i should worry a little less but uh i just i've just learned like you know i've seen i've seen good what, what i would consider good parents at least from my perspective you know i'm not i'm not their kid but from what i've seen good parents raise kids who you know they have so much promise and so much potential and they're in a nice community but sometimes they just fall flat and you know mm-hmm. that's a part of life i get i guess like i understand that that happens but at the same time you want to i don't want that to happen no one wants that to happen to their kids you know well and when they fall flat on their face it's up to the parent to 
be there to help them up and and give them that learning experience. It's like, hey, you fell fat, flat on your face. How are you going to improve next time? Yeah. How are you going? What are you going to do from now until maybe this situation arises again? Yeah. To to be certain that that will not happen again. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's all I can and do. And I think I think sports is a really really good fit for this uh-huh. because if you lose a fucking game, you will do what it takes <laughs> to not lose a fucking game. It hurts. It hurts a lot. Oh, it's smart. You just like feel like you got punched in the nose and you're just mad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you you're right. And like I said, I guess that's I guess that's all I can do. I just got to and again, that's do all I can. it's all up to the parent to utilize that him falling him or her falling on their face to give them that learning experience to help help them grow as a person. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, I got to say I got since we're on, since nutrition has been a really big topic on on the podcast today. What is your favorite non-healthy food? Like, if if you cannot eat any unhealthy food, okay. and you can only have one unhealthy food a year okay. on your birthday, what would it be? Okay, so uh, this one's a bit weird here. Um, before the ketogenic diet, it would have been bacon, but apparently bacon's, bacon's like in yeah, now. No, no, bacon, bacon's good. Yeah, that's a health. That's a healthy food. But like, I swear, two years ago, people were like, "Ooh, all that bacon, you're gonna clog up your arteries and die." <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I don't know about two years ago. <laughs> probably a little bit further back than that. Back when the cholesterol, yeah, 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 the high cholesterol thing was like a big, big deal. Well, well see, you, you got to understand, you're one of the early adopters when it comes to, or like at least you, know, you've been in the fitness world, you've been working out, you've been, uh, you know, personal training and things like that. So you've you've been ahead of the curve with a lot of this stuff. So when I say two years ago. Most people are talking about cholesterol clogging up your arteries. I think that I'm pretty sure that two years ago, that's how most people felt about this. Okay. And in fact, I'm pretty sure there's still like a almost a, probably about a sixth of the population still feels that way about a lot of the stuff. I mean, when I started the keto diet, my parents were like, what? You're just going to eat fat? Marcus, you're going to die. You better not do this. And I'm like, it's a thing. And I literally had to rent a i literally rented a keto cookbook from our library and i'd like show it to my mom and like show her a bunch of websites just to prove that like this wasn't i wasn't trying to like commit suicide by bacon or something <laughs> yeah, it's like if i was gonna commit suicide mom i just would have put a gun to my head let's be real what are you talking about if i was gonna commit suicide and bacon was a way to kill yourself i would i would definitely commit suicide by bacon i don't know if i were to commit suicide i'd i'd swan dive swan dive off a skyscraper with a gun in my hand so i could kill myself before i hit the ground because that would be that would be scary if i lived oh, you know? oh then be, i'd just be fucked up don't even get me started <laughs> on that oh my god yeah anyway so what's your unhealthy food okay my one unhealthy food would be how about you go first i can't think of one angel food cake easy Ooh, it's my favorite favorite unhealthy food in the world i didn't even think of sweets yeah, that's unhealthy food. You're right. You're totally right. Um, well, in that case, I love like any sweet treat with lemon in it. So like uh, you know, lemon lemon bars, anything, any cake that's lemon flavored or anything like that. Really, I'm I'm not a big I lemon guy. It. I've never oh. really been into like lemon pies or any of that. Nah. The sour and the sweet just gets me. Like I love Grady Smith apples. They're my favorite kinds of apples. Yeah, those the sour are really good. The actually, sweet is just like, mm. but yeah, that's me. 
but that's not one specific. Okay, lemon bars. Just okay. lemon bars. All right. Yeah, yeah. But what? All right. So how about this? What's your one healthy sweet food that you would eat? Healthy yeah. and sweet food. Yeah. Pineapple. Oh, dude. I was gonna say strawberry, but pineapple's pretty good. I'd say pineapple, either strawberry yeah. or pineapple. Strawberries have just been a game changer for me when I first started eating them. A game changer? Yeah, because. What do you mean? Well, it really hits like all the triggers that sweet candy and stuff like that gives me. Mm-hmm. So usually when I have strawberries laying around and I have like some sort of candy laying around, I usually go for the strawberries. I get what you mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a perfect. Uh, com not compliments. Uh, supplement. Substitute. Yeah, substitute. Yeah. What is a is it compliment, supplement? <laughs> yeah, substitute. Yeah, it's a perfect substitute. Yeah. Uh, speaking of supplement, do you take any supplements? Should I? I, no. I don't. I certainly don't. But if you're if you don't have everything dialed in with nutrition, I wouldn't even. Right. I wouldn't even touch supplements. That's something I never understood. I mean, I I could get. I can kind of understand the folks who do like protein shakes or whatever have you stuff like that. Because like they really want like a massive boost, they're really trying to make huge gains or something like that. Even even that then, if normal diet, the way I use supplements, yeah, is say all right, let's take the protein in, into account. If I'm trying to hit these goals of protein, fat, carbs uh-huh. that I'm trying to eat, I am not gonna do a protein shake until I can, until all of the whole foods that I eat does not add up to the protein count okay like if i can't eat that amount of food in with whole foods mm-hmm. then i will that's why it's called a supplement i will supplement it then you're right you're right another thing that's technically a supplement that i actually would probably consistently use is creatine mm-hmm. monohydrate it's found in the body it's stored in your muscles it just allows it it adds a little more endurance in your muscles when you're working out mm. I, I haven't used it in a while, but if you use it consistently, it's supposed to like add a lot of strength gains to your to your lifts. <sighs> That's interesting, man. Yeah, I again though, they're Creatine. supplements. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use them unless I absolutely need to. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think the one I, I probably would take consistently just because I'm not eating enough of it is Fish oils to get the omega threes. Yeah, omega threes are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but other than that, I'm not gonna take any supplements unless I need to. When did you uh, When did you get into health and fitness? Okay, so this started back my sophomore year after I had uh, broken my ankle in soccer. I was out for the rest of the season, missed ten games. I was super upset. I was pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um. Jeez. So that summer, after I got my cast off, or it wasn't a cast, I was in a boot. Mm. After I got, after I was cleared to be out of the boot and walking around on my own, me and my friend uh, Nathan said we made a pact. We we're like we're gonna go to the gym every day for as long as we can. Right, right. That turned into two and a half years <laughs> until we both got injured. Well, I don't think he got injured really minor. Mine was like a pretty bad shoulder injury Mm. just because I was doing form wrong on almost everything. And after that injury, I started to look into lifting and the proper movement mechanics. And then I came upon NASM. It's called 
it was National Academy of Sports Medicine. And it's a uh, certification course on personal training. And I, I was like, I just made a out-of-the-blue decision to buy it random, randomly. <laughs> it was a 10-week course. I, I took it, and the course was amazing. It gave me everything I needed for the foundations of human mechanics, movements, gave me a lot of exercises that I didn't even know of. Yeah. And after that, though, I was really, really intrigued of what more there was. It was a good base, but it didn't give me what I needed. Mm-hmm. It didn't It didn't quench my thirst of knowledge for uh, fitness and health. So then I started trying to pick up mentors, and that's when the mentor from Wellspace yeah. came in and all that. So I've just been on this journey of, learning everything I can about health and fitness. And really the big, big influencers are the, my big, the, my main inspiration now is this podcast called mind pump. Right. Right. Yeah. Mind they're pump, a huge yeah. health and fitness podcast. It's all also comedy and they do a lot of just talking about random shit like we do, <laughs> but they were a big, they're a big role model for me now because together they have like, 60 years of training personal training under their belts and they just they're so knowledgeable and i listen to their shit all the time so Mm. that's like my main source of of uh learning now from the personal training standpoint what do you think what do you think is the number one thing that uh most people get wrong when it comes to fitness or working out rather intensity intensity they they overdo it way too much they hammer a body part once a week and they just keep doing that and they're probably doing more harm than good to themselves because once once you stimulate a muscle to grow yeah the growth period is only 24 hours it's a day okay when you when you hit a body part once a week you're missing seven days out of that week from sending that signal to that muscle. And after two days, your muscles start atrophying again. What? Yeah. So you'll have about five days of muscle atrophy before you hit that muscle again. I didn't know that. Yeah. So if... That's the scary. Main, yeah. The main thing... I need to get back in the gym the right main now. thing. The main thing that would help anybody's gains right now is to dial back the intensity and increase the uh consistency okay so so hit the muscle more than once i would say hit the muscle each muscle group three times a week okay so the the one episode of mind or uh mind pump sorry i almost said mind tap it was probably a whole different podcast uh but but the one episode of mind pump that i listened to uh the, at least the part of it that was that was something that they touched on a bit. They talked about how um, a lot of people uh, they'll like try to max out their reps um, on something. But he said, "Hey, hey, uh, no, think about it this way. Uh, say your cap for pull-ups is ten, uh, which you know somebody who's starting working out, um, or even somebody who's you know a little bit more adept. That, that's ten. That's that's a decent-ish number." They said. Uh, don't do 10. Don't don't max yourself out every day. Mm-hmm. Do like 7. Do do a lot, but but don't max yourself out. Yeah. Now you're just done. You can't do any more reps. You're just done. 
they said uh, do seven every day. And then yeah. eventually uh, test yourself out, see where your max is again. If it's grown, that's cool. Now just raise up the reps that you do, mm-hmm. and and you're gonna you're gonna create uh, a steadier, a steadier and a quicker and long term a quicker growth than somebody who's just every day. Oh, let me get as many pulls yeah. as I can. Let me put that chin up and let me sweat and you know <laughs> like you gotta like intensity like you said. Yeah, that's really interesting. There's something that I've actually been implementing, is. I have heavy core lift days and then I have like maintenance days where I just I just move around be be active but I'm not really trying to gas myself. Yeah. And yeah. on those on those off days per se, I I exercise 3 or 4 day four, four times out of that day. Mhm. And my exercise consists of 20 body squats, one set 20 or 15 push-ups one set uh 50 or probably 10 to 12 pull-ups one set and then 15 sit-ups and i do that four times throughout the day Mm. and i've noticed actually a really good improvement on my barbell squat and uh my deadlifts my bench press just from doing those things on my off days because it's adding more volume with less intensity at more consistency. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like a that's like wholly different from everything you see every guy doing at the gym mm-hmm. too. Um there are three main factors for muscle growth and that's intensity, time and uh consistency or volume that type mm. of thing. Um the one thing people usually do is intensity. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, they don't do time or the consistency slash volume. Time means the time it takes you to go through your isometric, uh, (laughs) eccentric, concentric, and isometric movements. I'm only laughing because of the face you made. Yeah, (laughs) You were like, ah. I know, I was thinking, I was thinking... Uh, isotonic solutions La- from chemistry. Ladies and gentlemen, the face he made looked exactly like it sounded. Too. <laughs> it was, it was, it was really like uh, uh it was that it was perfect. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so to define each each term though, concentric uh-huh. concentric is when you make the angle shorter. Mm-hmm. Like say say you're curling something, it's when you're making that angle shorter and you, you're contracting the muscle. Yeah, like the angle between uh, the two parts of your arm. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. The isometric is when you're holding it and you're not moving, but you have that tension. Mm, okay. And the uh, eccentric is on the way back down. Okay. So when you're making that angle bigger. That makes so sense. We can mani- at, when we manipulate the time timing of each of these movements it can have a huge effect on on the the way the muscle grows really and how yeah just in general it affects the muscle in plenty of different ways that once you start dabbling with the movements and the time under tension and all that you'll you'll see what happens wow i need to i need to get into the gym with you sometime and you need need to show me the ropes man yeah I, i will for sure as you can tell, I'm clearly lacking in, in some departments. Well, I've been I've been out of the gym for three or four days now. I've had this stupid migraine. Oh boy! This is the first ever migraine I've had, and it's lasted two days. I'm just now starting to feel better, hmm. 
It's it's the worst freaking pain I've ever felt. And it's just Jesus. nonstop. So. Oh, man. Does the sleeping help? No. Like, no? when I wake up, it's ten times worse. Oh. <laughs> like, like, I woke up this morning, and I I couldn't even open my eyes. So it's it like a hangover? So I, I, I don't know what a hangover feels like, but I assume that's what it feels like. Jeez, man. Ugh. Yeah, I've, I've never had a hangover either, but just, you know, people talk. Yeah, that that's that's rough. That's really rough, Nico. Yeah, but to combat combat against this migraine and hopefully from stopping to get new ones, um, I bought these blue blocker glasses to help with uh, eye strain and to oh. reduce the blue light into my eyes. Yeah, from like screens and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that that's something I love about a lot of the newer phones. They have that like amber light thing, like yeah. a night mode. That uh, they say it, it, they say it might even help you fall asleep, and I definitely think it works. I really love stuff like that. But uh, <sighs> speaking of sleep, man, you, you feeling? You want to wrap this up? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I need to go to bed too. I got work in the morning. Yeah, I heard that, man. This has been a really productive podcast. So I feel like we uh, yeah, we had a lot of good topics today yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I learned a lot because I I didn't know, like I just didn't understand that that all these different things I really felt were minutia in terms of like working out or, you know, diet. I really felt that they were just, like I said, minutia, like they weren't important at all, but I didn't know that they could have that big of an impact. You oh, said, yeah. you said just the time under tension can affect your muscle. Oh growth. yeah. hundred percent. Like what? Like I, I, like I said, we need to get into the gym and I need to like see what you're talking about here. Yeah, this for is sure. Crazy. Brother, I'm hundred percent down for that. Yeah, man. Let's timestamp that. We're going oh, yeah. to the gym oh, together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I've been Marcus. I'm Nico. 